Hey everyone, it's Josh Knox with the I Speak Fisbo podcast, and I wanted to talk to you today about contracts and how you can be confident as a home seller filling out a contract. Hey everybody, what's up? This is Josh Knox, and welcome to the I Speak Fisbo podcast. I have a big question for you. How are homeowners like us supposed to compete against old real estate traditions to buy and sell our own homes without having to pay ridiculously high commissions? How can we get our needs met without having to be under the thumb of an outdated system? That is the question, and on this podcast, we'll give you the answers. Hey everyone, it's Josh Knox again, and I wanted to share with you today some insight on contracts in real estate because they often can seem overwhelming and uh, potentially confusing to someone who has never sold a home before. Um, but if you are if you are a homeowner, you filled out a contract when you bought the house. And more importantly, you deal with contracts uh, more than you actually know about. And in fact, will sign contracts that are way more complicated. And you have likely signed multiple contracts that are way more complicated than a real estate purchase contract. And so I wanted to talk to you today about how to be confident when you fill out a contract, when you look at a contract, when you read a contract, because it will uh, make a world of difference to you when you go through the process of selling your own home. And some people get worried and feel like they need to hire a real estate attorney immediately and while a real estate attorney is definitely very valuable in a real estate transaction, you don't always need to hire one if you'll take um, just a few steps to understand the contracts and and how uh, they're really just fill in the blank contracts. But first, I wanted to go go over and, and tell you, you've, you've already signed contracts that you probably are completely unaware of, or maybe you're aware of them and you just didn't think about it at the time because it was a convenience for you. But you have a you have a contract with your credit card company. You have a co- contract with your car loan company. A contract with your mortgage company. Um, you have a contract with your cell phone company, which is probably the most widely used contracts. I mean, people are getting new phones all the time, or or trying to upgrade a phone, or or do whatever. And those contracts, along with you know satellite or cable contracts, or any number of those things, you you're, you've signed a contract for, and so. Um, you know, you, you just went into it. Most people do blindly, right? We, because we just want to be done with, with whatever it is we want. And those contracts can be long written in, you know, legalese and can be very hard to understand. And oftentimes, you know, there's not, there's really not a way out of that contract unless you buy your way out of that contract. And a real estate purchase contract is different. Um, it is what is called commonly in the industry a fill-in-the-blank contract that have been written by real estate attorneys. Most board of realtors out there in whatever state you're in, they have uh, an attorney on staff or a team of attorneys on staff who have written real estate contracts that they want their real estate agents to use in their state or in their particular board. And they, they want real estate agents to use those because they are easy to use, because it is easy for someone who reads over it to fill in the blanks and get a deal closed. And so that's, that's the biggest thing that you need to understand as a home seller is 
when it comes time to uh, write a contract with a buyer, and 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 I'm talking about in a situation where um, you have a buyer that is unrepresented and you're trying to get them to uh, to put a contract together for you. If you know how to help them do that, they'll feel more confident as a buyer, and it puts you in a great position um, as a seller to to negotiate, not to negotiate so you're the only winner in the contract. But it gives it gives you the opportunity to help somebody get something that they want, right? You're adding an extra amount of value to that buyer buying that property because they may be unsure, or they may not want to hire somebody, right? Or or they just they just don't know the next step to take in order to get your house. And so, you know, when I what I teach people in my commission cure class, um, which you can find at thecommissioncure.com is how to drive the most amount of value for your property so that you can get the highest dollar amount available, right? You're not the only person out there that's selling a home. And if you are, you know, that, that's fine as well. But typically there, there are other homes for sale in the marketplace. And so the more value you can add to a buyer, um, the better off you're going to be and the faster you'll sell your house and the more money you're, you'll sell your house for. So when it comes to contracts, if you can help somebody who isn't quite sure the steps to take to make an offer on your property. If you can walk them through that, then you've added another layer of value uh, for that buyer to uh, to look at your house. So contracts are fill in the blank uh, and you can get them online. I mean, you can just Google it, Google real estate purchase contract or real estate purchase agreement. And there are a number of websites um, that you can get a purchase contract from you go on and it will actually actually ask you just a series of questions that you just fill out right who's the buyer who's the seller what's the property address what's the tax ID number now don't get lost on that one you can get a tax ID number from any title company they can give that to you um, you know what's the what's the purchase price how much of a deposit or an earnest money deposit are the is the buyer going to put down where is that earnest money going to be held is it going to be held at an escrow company is the seller going to hold it i wouldn't recommend that by the way you, you as the seller you don't want to take somebody's personal check put it in your bank account with all of your, all of your other money and then if the deal goes south you know you've already spent it on other bills not thinking about it or what have you it it, it is better to hold earnest money um with a, an escrowed a real estate account or, um, you know, with an attorney that might be closing the deal for you or a title company is just as good. But, you know, you as you go through the contract, you're going to talk about earnest money, how much it is, where it's held. You're going to talk about dates in a contract. You know, how much time do you have as a seller to disclose to a buyer everything you know to be true and accurate about the house? How much time does the buyer have to get through their due diligence period? Meaning, how much time does a buyer have to do their inspections? They're gonna, if a buyer is offering on your house, they're gonna want to inspect it. They're gonna want to hire an inspector to come in and check all the major components in the house and give them a report to say, hey, look, this this is what we found out to be the house. So how much time on a contract um, does a buyer get to do that? And then how much time does a buyer have to go through their what's called their financing and appraisal deadline? or just their financing deadline or their appraisal deadlines. These are things that are all traditional in a contract and they're you're just filling in these dates on these contracts and it can be super simple. 
Um, and then finally you have a settlement and a closing date inside of a contract. And so um, once again, you're just going through this sort of standard measure of how to fill in the blanks on a contract. Um, you're gonna have, you know, is a home warranty gonna be included? Are there any concessions? Meaning is the buyer asking you to help them pay for things? So if they were to find something um, in the inspection, are they going to ask you to either make the repairs and in what time frame are you going to make those repairs or are they going to ask you for money to just cover those repairs where they can get them taken care of after closing? And so those are standard things that you would fill in the blanks for. Other things that a buyer might ask for in a contract where they would just fill in the blank is a concession. Maybe they're not asking necessarily for a price reduction, but they're asking you to pay uh, all or a portion of their closing costs, also a fill in the blank uh, area of the contract. They might ask you to pay for a home warranty or they might ask you to pay for some of the assessments that happen on a house, right? Anytime you sell a home, there's usually some type of assessment. There's a tax assessment or a utilities assessment and your title company will help you understand that and those costs as you go through the process. But when I teach you um, in the Commission Cure training course, how to look at a net sheet, um, which means how you're going to look at what you sell for versus what are your costs throughout the transaction. Because even if you sell without the use of a real estate agent on the selling side or even on the buying side, um, which would hopefully happen for you if you if you follow the course the right way, you're still going to have some costs. You're going to still have a closing cost with a title company or a real estate attorney, depending upon the state that you're in. And so as I take you through that net sheet, you can see, you know, how you would shake out if a buyer asked you for commissions or they asked you for a home warranty or they asked you to pay more of the assessments uh, inside of the contract. And, and that's just going to be dependent upon everybody's individual situation and, and the type of market that you're in. But these are the things that you need to know when you fill out a contract. And as you as you go out and you look for real estate purchase contracts, if you just Google them, you can download um, a contract for free and just read through the language in your state. They're, it's really written in, in plain English. You have a buyer, you have a seller, you have certain things that happen in a contract, you have certain dates that have to be hit, but ultimately they're, they're written in such a way that you can, you can understand them if you'll just read over them. And like I said, as a seller, you want to understand that because you could add value to a buyer who doesn't have representation. Now, if you run into a situation, which is very likely where a buyer's agent shows the house and if you're willing to pay that commission or you're willing to negotiate a, a flat fee to pay that agent, um, then that agent will likely bring you the contract and present it to you or email it to you or what have you, whatever means they decide to deliver it to you. Once they, when that happens, you definitely want to understand what's in the contract, right? So you're going to want to read it over. You're going to want to understand the dates that they're asking for because most contracts are always negotiated based upon price and terms, right? And so as a seller, you want to know what those standard dates are. It's standard for a buyer to get disclosures from a seller in five to 10 days. It's standard for a buyer to have 10 to 14 days to inspect the house. It's standard for a buyer to have, you know, 21 to 28 days to get their financing and appraisal uh, all complete so they can complete on the loan. And it's standard to close a house in 30 to 35 days. These, 
these days because lending has gotten so streamlined that if a buyer really is a qualified buyer and they don't really have any contingencies such as selling their own home or or waiting for a cash disbursement or anything else like that if a buyer doesn't have that most lenders these days good lenders can close loans in two to three weeks and so it's possible and and quite common to close a property in 30 to 35 days so as you're looking over you know purchase contracts as you're looking over standard dates and and time frames and standard concessions or, or requests from a buyer right so again as you're going through a contract you, you'll see there's a buyer there's you the seller there's the property address there's what's included in the sale there's a purchase price there's an earnest money deposit and then there's dates and times that each party is responsible for hitting in order to close the transaction on time and when you understand those standard things and how those uh, fill-in-the-blank contracts are filled out then you you'll feel confident you should feel confident when you read over a contract whether you're writing it or, or whether you're getting it from a buyer um, who is familiar with doing it or a buyer who has a buyer's agent so don't be worried when you when you see or hear the word contract or when you think about selling your own home don't be worried about that now like I said before you, you can hire a real estate attorney and I'm not a real estate attorney and I'm not a licensed real estate agent I, I was a licensed real estate agent I'm telling you my experience in filling out contracts I when I sold my own home um, when I was just in my 20s I figured out how to how to do all that I, I just read through the contract I understood the pricing and the time frame right I, I negotiated with the buyer just in a conversation what do you want to offer okay we we're good with that price um, you know are you looking for anything else okay we're looking for a little bit of concessions okay we were good with that as well at the time and in the marketplace and then we just said hey when do you want to be able to move in we knew where we were already moving to um, and so we knew we were a little bit flexible on our time frame. And so those are often the things that people maybe get a little bit um, worried or stressed out about. But you just have to talk through it. You you pull out a calendar and you look, OK, here's where we're going, where we're going. Here's the time frame we'd like to get there in. Do these dates and these times work? Does the price work? Right. Is the buyer asking us for anything else? And once you understand all those pieces, then it's just a matter of plugging them into that contract and then signing the contract and moving forward with the transaction but if you feel like you want to get a real estate attorney's help uh, i don't think you're going to lose money there i think it's money well well invested but if you if you don't want to invest that money just know that there's these standard things that you can go through to get yourself um, a, a good contract that will protect you and the buyer uh, and get the deal closed for you and that at the end of the day is ultimately what you're looking for as a seller so I hope that helps you. Um, I hope you're able to, to get those contracts written for your property and get your home sold on your own and, and be able to save all those commissions. And, and I hope to see you on the next podcast and I hope you have a wonderful day.